It's episode 869 of the Roadman Cyclone podcast. Today I want to talk about something called a compound effect and how you can apply it to dramatically improve your circumstances. Let's cue that intro. Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now let's get into the show. A few years ago, I saw a huge gap in the market for an app that was like a cycling coach, but in your pocket. I knew that AI was ultimately going to be the best coach in the world, and I spent about two years of my life trying to make this app happen. Unfortunately for me, it didn't happen. But ever since then, I've kept a really close eye on this space to see if anyone else could succeed where I failed. The Breakaway app caught my attention a couple of months ago because Christian Vandeveld, yep, the Christian Vandeveld who came fourth in the Tour de France, is one of the co-founders. And it seems that the Breakaway have created the ultimate cycling training companion and they're bringing low-cost coaching to the masses. You'll know from listening to the podcast that my pet peeve is when cyclists head out the door with no plan, no goal, and just roll around without an objective. Don't be that guy! The Breakaway app looks at all your historic training data and it builds a plan around your strengths and weaknesses so you're always going to have the perfect session. They also have integrations which I'm really excited about, Whoop and Aura Ring. The reason I've previously ditched my wearables is because the data just wasn't informing my training. No longer the case. Head on over to roadmantrial.com and you can download their app for free. That's roadmantrial, R-O-A-D-M-A-N-T-R-I-A-L.com and download the app for free. The link to this is in today's show notes. Roadman, I hope you had an amazing weekend full of bike riding and a little bit less rain than we experienced here in Dublin on the weekend. I want to talk about something called compound effect today. Think of it as the life equivalent of compound interest in finance. The principle was popularized by an author called Dean Hardy, but its roots actually trace back a lot further than that. If you're an ancient philosophical scholar or you've read any of Aristotle's works, one of his most popular quotes is, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. If you make a tiny, tiny improvement, let's just say we aim for a 1% improvement, 1% better each day, that compounds into a staggering 37.8 times better over the course of a year. Small actions really do add up when you perform them disciplined, consistently over a period of time. But why is it so hard for me to do this personally? Why is it so hard for you to do this? Why do we collectively struggle to act on this? I suppose it's because the benefits are delayed is the main reason. Our brains are wired for instant gratification, which makes the compound effect quite counterintuitive. There's a famous study which was conducted in Stanford called the Stanford Marshmallow Experiment. And it was conducted by Walter Michel in the 1960s or 70s. In this study, a child was offered a choice between one small reward, which he was going to get right now, or two small rewards if he waited a period of time. And the researchers found that children who were able to wait longer for their preferred reward, they tended to have better life outcomes. They traced these kids all the way through and they performed better academically, had better quality relationships, financially prospered more years down the road. So this study highlights a key element of human psychology. We're worried to want stuff right now. The immediate dopamine hit often feels better than this future benefit down the road, which is abstract and very far away. This is why so many people opt for an immediate 
pleasure release of something like a sugary snack over a better food choice, which you don't take right now and you delay it and it gives you a better health outcome down the line. Or why some people find it really difficult to not binge watch the latest Netflix series, but instead to get on their bike. We know that's going to improve our health, our happiness and our longevity in the long run, but it's a delayed. It's down the road again. It's deferred happiness. Understanding that our brains are wired this way, that really is the first step if you want to overcome this hurdle. We need to trick our brains into enjoying the journey itself, those small daily actions rather than waiting for the distant reward. So those examples I gave you were a little bit bizarre, but let me try and make it a bit more concrete. Imagine you swap out your daily, every day at lunch, you go for lunch and you have whatever, your soup, your sandwich, and you have a can of Coke with your lunch or a can of Fanta or whatever it is. Imagine you swap that out every day and instead you have a glass of water a single can of coke or any sort of soda really that has about 150 calories if we multiply that out seven days a week you're saving 1050 calories over the course of a week in a year you're saving 54,600 calories so you need to burn or if you're jumping on the bike you need to expend about three and a half thousand calories of energy to lose one pound of fat That means by just swapping out your one can of Coke a day for a water, you could lose about 15 pounds in a single year if you kept everything else consistent. And I haven't even talked about the ancillary benefits of swapping a sugary drink like Coke for water, improved hydration, avoiding sugar spikes, etc. We're just talking about the calorie burn alone on that. One small, tiny, seemingly inconsequential action when we compound it over a long time has a dramatic change in our outcome. And you can compound in all sorts of areas of your life. In this hyper-connected world, it is easy to fall into a comparison trap, which, let's be honest, every time we do it, it robs us a little bit of our happiness. But there's a quick fix, which we hear about time and time again, gratitude. Start each day by jotting down three things that you're grateful for. It's not even going to take you five minutes. And if you struggle with gratitude, which I often do, you could try something called negative visualization. This is a topic I covered on the podcast last week. The simple act of gratitude or negative visualization, it programs your brain to focus on positive stuff. And the science backs this up. Multiple studies have shown that people who practice gratitude regularly report higher levels of happiness and lower levels of stress and depression. The key here is consistency. Because when you sit down at first, it's going to feel forced. At least it did for me. But keep at it and eventually your brain starts to recognize and seek positive aspects naturally. I know at times the cycling conversations on this podcast, they can be a little intimidating. And honestly, I'm very intimidated by the caliber of guests we get at times, like Tour de France winners chatting with Greg LeMond. I've total imposter syndrome chatting with Greg LeMond. Or World Tour riders who are talking about these crazy numbers that I could never get near, like on my wildest dreams. But you don't need to be at that level or you don't need to be any sort of competitive cyclist to experience the benefits of riding your bike. So I want to talk about how you can compound if you're in a place where you're not riding too much or maybe this is a podcast you want to share with a loved one or a co-worker. If you commit to just cycling 20 minutes every other day, I was recently checking out a study in the British Journal of Sports Medicine. And your risk of dying from cardiovascular diseases plummets with cycling just 20 minutes every other day. Like 20 minutes to lower the risk of heart disease over time and add years to your life. It's insane. But it's not just about the heart because cycling also offers mental health benefits. Even a moderate amount of cycling can improve mood and cognitive function. 
And let's not forget the benefits of just being outside and soaking up the vitamin D, which has all its own associated health benefits, improving immunity. I'm obsessed with these areas in the world called the blue zones. You'll hear me reference them time and time again. These are the areas where people live the longest, the highest concentration of centurions, people that live beyond the hundred. And guess what? In these areas, hardcore racing, hardcore cycling, there's this idea that we're caught in this hamster wheel of trying to cat up, trying to cat up. That's not a commonality in any of these blue zones. What is a commonality is regular, moderate physical activity like walking, gardening, and yes, casual cycling. I want to finish this podcast. Hopefully it has opened your eyes to the idea of compounding gains in many different areas of your life, not just fitness, but financial pursuits, health pursuits, mindfulness or spirituality pursuits. But now I want to finish the podcast with a little bit of a challenge. Just pick one small action related to health, happiness or longevity and stick to it for the next week. And I'd love to hear how you get on. Drop a comment on one of our social media channels or shoot an email over to us. Because remember that the small steps you take today, they will have significant changes to your outcomes down the road. Roadman, that is a wrap on today's episode. I hope you're walking away from this feeling empowered to make those small but impactful changes in your life. This has been another episode of the Roadman Cycling Podcast. Until next time, folks, ride safe and I'll chat to you tomorrow.